Welcome to The Coaching Circle, a podcast where we explore the world of coaching, business and personal evolution with me, NLP Master Trainer, Coach and your host, Tony Everard. Inspiring conversations and deep dives into every aspect of your coaching and wellbeing business with experts in their field to help you stand out as the expert in yours. Get ready, let's go. Today, I am super excited. In this episode, I'm going to be talking with Rachel Ryder about the importance of aligning your life vision with your brand vision. And this is a topic that I'm really excited for because I think it's an area that I could learn more about. And that's why I'm really super excited to have Rachel here and share her wisdom and knowledge. And Rachel Ryder, I, I met Rachel a little while ago and she's a brand stylist and mentor. I mean, met, I've met online, we haven't met face-to-face as yet, um, but Rachel does work very closely with online entrepreneurs to create heartfelt brand personalities that align with their purpose-led vision through one-on-one services and her programs, which really guide and support passionate women in business to cultivate an authentic, intentional brand. She's also an incredible mum of four daughters, which always blows me away because one daughter was, you know, challenging (laughs) for me. Um, But anyone with multiple children always inspires me, let alone ones that are running their business. So without further ado, I would love to give a big warm welcome to Rachel Ryder. Welcome to the Coaching Circle podcast. Well, thank you. That was lovely. I'm so excited to be here. Well, it's fabulous to have you here. And like I said, I've we've been connected online and I through I think through some Facebook groups for some time now. And I'm a big fan of your work and I follow, you know, what you've been doing and you've been running a um a boot camp challenge this week that yeah. um I've been in and it's amazing. So, but what I would just love to start with, Rachel, is you know, what is that that led you to get into branding and start your business? Why why is this important to you? Wow, that's a, oh my gosh, I could probably speak for hours. It's a pretty long, like it's a long-winded story. But um, so I guess I studied graphic design at university and I did sort of, I guess, a combined degree that included marketing. So my work has always been um, like strategy-based design. Um, and I, you know, after working in the corporate world for a few years, I just sort of stumbled across the freelance life and kind of loved it and (laughs) accidentally built a business. And so it led me to, um, yeah, quit my full-time job and be working as a freelance graphic designer, um, in a business that I, you know, I kind of accidentally fell into it and then I sort of like made it a thing and, you know, um, so then I had my children a number of years after that. So I was already working at home before I had any babies, which oh. was like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I had very minimal responsibilities really. And my life was my own and I just worked when I wanted to. And so I already had a taste of that freedom. Um, even though my business was very general in what I was offering um, and it sort of didn't have that underlying purpose that I have now Um, but I sort of yeah I had a taste of the good life and so after that there's no way that I would ever be employed ever again I don't think anyone would want me anyway (laughs) but then yeah so then I had my babies and I took a little bit of a break during that time and um, I came to the point where 
you know, something happens when you become a mother. I don't know what it is. Something really changed in me and I didn't want to do something that that wasn't purposeful, that didn't mean something. And I wanted to show my girls that they could have meaning and purpose in what they do in their life, with their life as well. Also knowing that because I had been uh, just a stay-at-home mum solely for a number of years that um, knowing that the time that was going to take away from me doing that and spending dedicated time with them, to me, it had to be meaningful because otherwise, you know, I'd be sacrificing time with my children for, for I don't know, for a bit of cash. I don't know. And that's, to mm. me, that wasn't enough to give me the motivation. So <laughs> after a lot of soul searching, um, I sat down with myself and I asked myself, what was it from my previous business that I just loved, that I loved so much? And it came down to um, crafting brands for other purpose-led women in business. And because I had been doing a little bit of that, just not all of that. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I put my time in and attention into. And here I am. Yeah, that is fabulous. And Rachel, I have to agree. I, I really love that you were you were doing the work from home or, or doing your own gig from home before you even had kids because that is the ultimate. Like I'm starting, I'm I'm doing that at the other end because my daughter was like high school, starting high school yeah. when I when I first went into my business, and now she's left home. So I've got the no kids at home. Yes, I've got the no kids at home. I've got the aging pets. That's yes, the thing I've got at home. Yes. But it is, it, it is such a good thing. And I and I completely resonate with that. I don't know, I couldn't go back into a job. I don't know who would have me. I wouldn't fit into that box anymore. It's a it's a big thing, isn't it, when you move. But but I think you know what you were saying about just needing to do something really purposeful. I think I really like what you said there about, you know, once you have kids, you know, something shifts in that way because. You know, I think when it comes to purpose, right, a lot of people talk about what is my purpose, It there's always purpose in what you do. And I think for a lot of people, they go, oh, and this isn't everyone, I get that. But a lot of people go, well, I, I just want to look after my kids or I, you know, I want to make sure I'm spending time with my kids and doing my other stuff. But is that just looking after kids? But there's a lot of purpose in raising children, mm -hmm. right? Because you think about that, ultimately, what do you want to be able to do is, is raise, you know, responsible, independent, fun, well-grounded humans that have a positive impact on the planet, right, and enjoy their time. And that doesn't happen by accident either. No, no, and I love that. And that's, yeah, and that's something that's really important to me and that that my, I guess, the being having the business and having the flexibility in my business that I have, I believe is what allows me to have that, that, time with my kids as they're growing up that a lot of parents don't have the privilege of having and I just am so grateful for that because I don't know like I don't even know the way that I parent the way that we operate as a family I don't even know that I could hold down a job mm, yeah I know I, I remember when um when my daughter was born I spent I was at home with her for a couple of uh, years but then when I went back to work I remember saying like I don't ever plan on going back to full-time work again yeah. Um, and it was just a decision I made. I had no way of knowing that that was actually could be my reality. Yeah. But it was just a decision that I made because I was like, you know what, there's, I, I, I probably didn't have awareness of it then, but there was just more, I knew that there was more that I could be doing than just being in somebody else's business full yeah, time. 
Absolutely. And sometimes it's just making that decision, isn't it? That you don't yeah. have to figure out how you're going to do it just yet, but just knowing that that's, that's a boundary and that that's, that's how we're going to operate and yes. um, yeah, and sort of just yes. taking the steps as they come. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so tell us a little bit more about how you help people. So if you were to explain brand, right, yeah. in simple, the most simple terms, yeah. what would that be like? Yeah, okay. So your brand is basically what um, your audience or people in general, um, anyone that comes into contact, contact with your products or your offers or you, your personal brand, that sort of thing, how they're feeling. How do they, how was their gut reaction to that? Um, so basically in like a really tiny little nutshell, your brand is your reputation. So a lot of people think logo, design, colors, and that's sort of part of the branding process because that's sort of strategically how you can influence how people are feeling about your brand. Um, so it's all about, for me, um, evoking emotion and feeling with the elements that we're using to draw people in. Um, but ultimately, your brand is how people are thinking, feeling and talking about about your offers and your products. Mm, yes. Yeah, it's really interesting when we think about that because I, I will have to put my hand up and say, you know, I, obviously following your stuff and, and doing some of your things, I've been mm. opening up my awareness to this, but I would always go brand, logo oh my god I should really update that yes <laughs> <laughs> like that's because like having I you know I admit I've had the same logo for like the last eight years or something probably um yeah. but it's so much more than that and I think yeah. you know we're all we're like I guess essentially what you're saying Rachel is that you have a brand whether you're consciously doing something about that or not right exactly yes percent. Mm. and yeah. I sort of feel like you know, the way that your brand is represented shows to your audience how important it is to you and how confident you are in your business. So if you have a logo that you designed in five minutes on Canva, it's kind of saying to me, well, you don't really care about your business. So why should I care about your business? Mm, oh, I felt that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't actually design my logo. That was not a personal attack. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't actually design my logo. I did go to a designer for my logo, but it, yeah. it's obviously it's a trigger <laughs> point for me. <laughs> but yeah, that is such an important thing, right? I yeah. think it's it's and this can be the same about um how we present ourselves in any kind of form, isn't it? Like if you're yeah. just I'm I'm gonna call myself out here if you're just like getting around you know I go to a lot of networking events and stuff like that and if I was just rocking up to them in my like leggings and and you know sloppy trackies and whatever else and just my hair up unless I was like a PT or something um it would it it that's part of my brand right exactly like how people would see them and it'd be like yep. oh okay this is an alignment so it's anything that you're putting out online is communicating that to people every detail mm. any little thing um even if it's a comment that you make on another social media post or yeah how you're showing up in your instagram stories um mm. all of these things they they compound they build together like it's almost just like they're they're building that big picture it's like 
um, when you first meet somebody new, you know, subconsciously, you're judging them. Like you can't help it. You're judging mm. them from past experiences. You're judging them from, you know, your, your perception of what they're wearing, whether or not it's, you know, something that you would wear or, you know, I would never get away with, you know, all these little things that go through our minds. Everybody judges a book by its cover. It's just, yeah. it's human nature. Like it's just what we do. We can't help it because we have all these things that we draw upon. We're going through all our minds and, and ultimately it sort of ends up coming back to us and how how we respond and react to things and that's why it's also just so important to be in tune with you know your audience and your perfect people who's going to be the most aligned person for what you've got to offer so that you can then um, show up in a way that's going to be attractive to them so if you can show up with confidence for those people um, they're going to feel that confidence and it yeah, in, in every single um, communication point, I guess, every single touch point. So mm. touch points are not just your colour palette being consistent, or that that's important. It's not just your typography being consistent, although that's important. Mm. It's not just your messaging and your language that's important. But that that's, yeah. They all add <laughs> on to I mean? each other. Everything yeah. works together. Yes. It's this big ecosystem machine that kind of just, yeah, that's got all these different working parts. Most businesses have only tapped into a couple of those working parts. Mm, yeah. yeah. You know, it's really interesting that you say that, Rachel, because I, I was at a thing a little while ago, I think it was Joe Parnay, and he was saying there's three questions and I'm going to put myself on the spot to actually if I remember these questions <laughs> now off the top of my head. But one of them was, um, you know, three questions that everyone's asking when they first meet you. And it's like, one of them is like, can I trust you? So it's like, mm -hmm. are you showing up, um, you know, in an emotionally consistent type of way? Like, I, mm -hmm. you know, do you keep showing up consistently? Like, um, are you, um, are, do you know what you're talking about? Like, are you an expert or do you continue learning and growing and, you know, in the field that where you're at and what you say mm. that you know about. And I think the third one was like, do you care about me? Mm. Like, how do you, how do you treat other people? You know, are you, are you going to treat me well and that kind of stuff? And mm. I guess that kind of ties into this same sort of brand thing, right? Yes, it really does. Yeah. Everybody just wants to be seen, heard and validated. And that includes your potential customers, whether mm. you sell, soap or cut like sports cars <laughs> mm, yeah yeah absolutely oh that is really important so um so I think you know having this conversation Rachel I think it's really valuable but one of the things that just popped to my mind because I know a lot of the people that I work with have fears around visibility mm -hmm. right so as much as we're sort of saying oh um you know, all of these things are important about how you show up online. What would you say to the people that are like, oh my God, I don't want to like damage my brand or I don't want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or whatever. Because like I even know, like you were saying about even the things that you comment, I, I have people screenshot things. I, I, I laughed at a meme that I thought was funny and I had someone screenshot my reaction and send it to me and say, uh, I don't think I'm surprised that you reacted at this. <laughs> like, because people do watch yeah. what you do, right? Um, and I was okay with that because I know yeah. why I thought it was funny and it's not out of, you know, yeah. integrity or anything with my beliefs. Um, but, you know, what would you say to the people that sort of going, oh my God, like, am I, I have to get everything perfect? Yeah. 
this is the thing this is the other thing is that um we also as like it's also human nature to be drawn to humanness like to I call mm. it awesomeness mm. so you know it's what, did, what like was that word flawsomeness oh flawsomeness yeah. yes I like that flawsome absolutely so flawsome there's a song you, in it yeah you don't have to be perfect like you don't have to show up perfectly but mm. you need to show up emotively consistently and sort of I guess intentionally for your audience to re- represent what your brand means to them. Does that mm. make sense? So it doesn't mm. matter if you make a typo necessarily. It doesn't matter if you, you know, don't have high heels and a blazer on. Like you just need to be in alignment with your with your brand. Mm. So it's like congruency with who you yeah. are and how yeah. you show up. Yeah, Keeping that integrity, I guess. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, yeah, that you have to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nothing's perfect. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And and it's really, I'm, I, I love that, Rachel, because I know for me, like I can, I do a lot of stuff mm. and, and sometimes I don't give myself enough prep and, but I'm kind of okay. We were talking about winging it before. I'm always yeah. like, I'm pretty good at winging it, but it's really like, I'm, I trust myself to draw on my knowledge and experience things yeah. done. Yeah. But in that, I, like I, sometimes I delivered something for my um, Elevate group the other week and um, I was finishing off the slides at like seven o'clock the night before delivering it the next morning. Yeah. I was just banging through stuff. And by the time we got to the end of the day of training on the slides, you can see some of my spelling mistakes. <laughs> and I'm going, you probably noticed a couple of spelling mistakes, but, you know, my my a big thing that I have with my guys is done is better than perfect. Yeah. Right? And they're like, I'm so glad. I always love it when I see, like they say to me, I love it when I see your mistakes, Tony, because it lets me know that it's okay. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to be perfect. You can still get results without being perfect. And that's relatable as well. And that's a huge part of building a strong brand too, you know, having that connection and those those relatability points with your audience. Mm. Um, So, yeah, so I'm not saying that you need to show up. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. It just means like, but but even if with the typo, you know, you're there confidently delivering what you promised in a a way that is consistent with how you usually show up and your brand and they're receiving the transformation. So it's not like that couple of typos is going to have a detrimental, it's not like they're going to have, um, give you a negative review, um, but yeah. it, but it's also giving a point of relatability. Yeah, it's that consistency over time. I think that's the yeah. key thing, isn't it? It's like, I guess yeah. the 80-20 rule fits in with a lot of this stuff. It's like, as long as you're on the mark, yeah. 80% of the time at least. I think so. And especially yeah. with, you know, when when it is sort of like an online business or a mum running a business at home or, you know, it's not like we're Coca-Cola or Nike or something. Yeah. Um, I think we have to give ourselves some grace for that. There's like teams of people. Yes. It's like doing, they've got a whole yeah. marketing department. They've got a whole branding department. It's different. Yeah. And that's, that's why I, I love, I think, serving heart aligned brands is that yeah, it's um there is that more human element and the audience responds to that. Respond to it. Yeah, that's what they're yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I remember hearing once that HubSpot, you know, HubSpot, the 
CRM, whatever else they do. Yeah. They have a whole team of people or a team of people that um, all they do is create lead magnets. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, the dream. I know, right? I'm unreal. Well, <laughs> Rachel, I would love to know because, you know, like we said, you're we're, we're dealing with, you know, you're, you're serving um, people like often solopreneurs and things and, and, yeah. and women or mums or whatever uh, who are working, running their business from home mm. possibly. Um, but, you know, as being a woman yourself in mm. business and a mum and, and doing that, like what are the kinds of challenges? Because I, I ask this question because I know like a lot of the, my clients that I work with, they feel like when they have challenges that they're the only one having them um, because, mm. you know, I think we all do tend to, give the best of ourselves online, which, mm. you know, people have different comments about that. I think, well, I'm not going to sit here and tell everyone about all my problems because they're only ever temporary mm-hmm. and I deal with them and sort them out. But it does yeah. sometimes have people lead to think that they're the only person with problems. So um, I like I would love to know, would you mind sharing with us, you know, what has been some of maybe the biggest challenges that you've had in business? Yeah, well, time time yeah the perception that you don't have enough time um Mm. which is a perception Mm. you have the same amount of time yeah um and I guess prioritizing Mm. because my family is so important to me there are seasons when I have felt like the business is taking like because it the business is my my fifth baby like it's so Mm. it's it's part of who I am now I'm going to start crying like it's just I love I love my business I love what I do so much yeah but when you are a mum and like I'm um, my husband is amazing like he's incredibly supportive he's the breadwinner of our family and we made that decision together that I would be the primary at home person (laughs) Mm. Um, and I'm totally on board with that but sometimes like those family things take priority and it feels like the business is just forgotten and you know there's the perception from my end and this not so much now we've got through that but in the early stages it's sort of like well nobody cares about what I'm doing like you Mm. know it sort of feels like it's the leftover Mm. Um, and I don't like feeling like that so there's that as well that frustration I guess um that you also like there's frustration that when you've got a young family and you've got a business, a growing fledgling business, you want it to grow, but you it's almost like your hands are tied. Mm. Um, so there's that as well that have 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 had to find my peace with and be okay with slow growing. Um, yeah. Now that my girls are a little older, I'm sort of like, well, I'm grateful for that because if the business had scaled beyond and I had a massive team or whatever, I wouldn't have the flexibility and the time that I have been able to pour into those girls. Yeah. Because they yeah. grow up so fast. Yes, I know. Tell me about it now that I'm I've got kind a... of like slow down business. Yeah. Things to do over here. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like when your kids are young, it seems like it goes forever, but then all of a sudden it's going really fast. And yeah. like I've had this year, last month, my 20-year-old suddenly moved to Hamilton Island. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh my God, what happened? 
but um but it does it goes so fast yeah. but I, I really I, I do you know what I really love that and I think especially you know for women in business um I think I've been like focusing a lot recently on the feminine power and the creativity and how women whatever they get they they expand they magnify they you know mm-hmm. they grow and just like you're saying with children it is very much the same with business um as well right you're nurturing this business you're growing this business you're magnifying this business and 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 what I it was really interesting recently someone said to me oh like what do you do for hobbies uh, and I said, look, when I make time, I like to do art and, you know, mm. draw and stuff. And they're like, oh, is that your creative outlet? And I went, do you know what? I think my business is actually my creative yeah. outlet, right? Yeah. Like that's why I don't make so much time for doing art, like painting and drawing stuff, because there's so much creativity in business. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, is I like, like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. So time I think time is a big one and I think especially like you were saying you know when you've got young children um it it can you know and I find this it's not always just with young children as well like I'm finding some of my clients now have got aging parents as well that are needing more help yeah um and it can often be this thing about like what you were saying um you know like what about my needs yeah go through that kind of time because we just get caught up in in doing for others yeah yeah. yeah. Oh well, it sounds like you've been able to work through that in ways that have been, um, you know, really good for you, Rachel. And I'm sure it's like a continuing thing where it's there's always adjustments that happen. Absolutely, there's always adjustments. We're all we seasons change all the time, don't they? And we're always having to like adapt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, we spoke about challenges, but what would you say you feel like is the most rewarding thing about your business? What keeps you going? I think seeing the confidence that a really strong brand foundation and then subsequently the surface level stuff, like all of the communication and the pretty things, the confidence that that gives a business owner to get out there and market their business seamlessly Mm. with confidence because they know that everything's in alignment with where they want to be heading and in alignment with attracting their audience. And um, like, I think seeing that just lights me up so much. Like I worked with a lady earlier in the year and she, we completely renamed her business. We rebranded it. We brought it into alignment with this super refined niche that she had been planning. She kept sort of putting off the rebranding process. Um, And this happens too. Like it's, it's a, it's almost like a big mindset hurdle that you have to wrap your head around to really make that decision to rebrand. And then the rebranding mm. process does bring up all these, like all these things, well, <laughs> it's like, syndrome, all these yeah. things. Anyway, So she did that and we did it. And now she's just on fire. Like she's unstoppable. She's, she's just in all these different expos and appearing on podcasts. She never had the confidence to do that before. Um, and just, yeah, that's just one story, but um, mm. yeah, just that, yeah, just to, to know that I had a small part in that, like a background role. Um, mm. I'm certainly a cheerleader and a supporter. That's kind of, yeah, what lights me up. Um, yeah, so that would definitely be it. Yeah, I, I, do you know what, when you were saying about that, it just really, to me, it hit me when you were saying about the imposter syndrome and those kinds of things, because it's, it's a real identity piece, right? It is, yeah. Like your brand, it's like you're saying, this is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. 
especially because we were talking about, you know, these our solopreneurs, heart-aligned mm. people, um, you know, like we really, we really care about what we do and, and my clients care about what they do. And I feel like mm. when they're handing me their brand, they're handing me a piece of their soul. Like mm. just, I don't take that lightly. Like it's part of who they are and they have to really, they have to resonate with it. It's not, it, we're not working with big, massive companies here. It's not about sales targets and marketing departments. It's, it's, yeah, it's more than that. It goes deeper than that. And there has to sort of be, um, like I think of it as the business owner and like what we present to them at the end with their brand, it has to be like a really straight line between those. It can't be any kind of doubt or niggly feelings for them. Um, even if I believe that what we're presenting is going to attract their perfect audience, they need to be on board with it. Otherwise, mm. what's the point? Like they need to be like, yes, this is me. This is who we are. Um, yeah. so that They have got that confidence. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I think, Rachel, this ties in really well because, you know, one of the big things I know you talk about is how you align your life vision with your brand vision. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that and what that really means? Yeah, well, <laughs> I think that like, it's, it's, it's important to me um, because I've seen how it's worked for me, um, that creating a vision for your your life first and foremost and you know how you want to be as a as a person how you want to be as a mother as a friend as a sister or whatever um in the world like finding your place there and what you you know what you want your days to look like how you want to have an impact in the world and then building your brand vision to fit in with that personal vision mm helps you to stay accountable in your business um with like things like like boundaries and keeping on board with your your mission and why you're there and mm. making decisions for the business that aren't going to take you in a direction that one day in 10 years you kind of sit there and go what happened to my life mm. Um, so that to me is probably one of the most important steps of my process and my branding process is help people to understand that the reality sometimes of what they think they want in a brand vision is not, is not truly what they want and to discover that and give them that end point to work towards, then we can sort of step back, um, and put those stepping stones in place, starting with the you know the brand identity and how yeah. it's going to get you to that end point that you really want to be yeah I, I I really love that because I think it's all to do with being in alignment isn't it yeah. it's like you know I often say to people as part of the training that I do you, you know like if people meet me whether it's in the training room or outside the training room it's going to be pretty consistent yeah like in in who they meet um yeah. and you know what I'm about and what I do and I think that really helps me feel like when I'm in my business I'm I'm congruent in my business right yeah. like it's 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 that kind of thing but I think yeah. as well I think I like you know how you're talking about it as well is it even just what is your what are your days want to how do you want your days to look like what like you said boundaries all those kinds of things yeah. that they're all aligned so that you feel like yeah I, I am actually creating the life and business I want rather than having some monster that I'm trying to wrangle yeah, exactly yeah. and it's yeah. an energy thing too like 
you know, if you're showing, if your business is not, it's not really reflective of, you know, of who you are, it's going to take so much more energy to try and show up for that business. Like I just can't even imagine how exhausting that would be. Yeah. Because I'm the same as you. People, people meet me online. It's the same as when they meet me in real life. I'm, I'm no different. Um, yeah. and that's to me, that's, that's easy. Yes. <laughs> easy. Yeah. It's, it is. So I love that. It's easy because I think, you know, one of the things I love, I talk about this is that, um, we go from making complex solutions to simple problems mm-hmm. to making simple solutions to complex problems. And the complex is all the stories and the doubts and the limiting beliefs and every other kind of thing that makes things hard and mm. complicated and everything else like that. It's really if you strip it all back and just get to the truth of who you are, what's important mm-hmm. to you, what do you really want to do in the world, you know, how do you want to live? It makes things a whole lot more simple, right? It really does. It's It just becomes so clear then. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, amazing. Uh, Rachel, I just really love this conversation for my own benefit, I think, as much as for, for the people that are, are probably listening. Um, <laughs> but um, I think, you know, I would love to know, like, if, if there was one thing that you think would be the most important message that you would like people to get around how to think about their brand that could really help them make it, you know, like a business changing decision. Mm. Um, what what do you think that would be? Oh, I guess it depends where they're at. But yeah. really, I really do think it's having that really clear end goal. Like what, mm. where, what is this? What is it? Who, like, what is it? Who is it for? And how does it help them? Yeah. So is that, that would be, I guess, as well, when we talk about not being a generalist and being more, you know, specific about yeah, what it is because, that you do. Yeah. yeah, and people get really afraid of being clear, but the more you can narrow down your message and your language and who you're speaking to, yeah, that just becomes, like the beacon becomes brighter. Mm. Whereas if you're more general in what you're offering, your message is really diluted. So people just glaze over, like they don't Mm. know that you're even speaking to them. Mm. So the more specific you can be, even though it feels a bit scary and you feel like you're um, cutting away a lot of your market share, um, it's, it's actually has a greater impact. Yeah. I I really believe that too, Rachel, and not that you need me to believe you, but, but like from the perspective of that, you know, I think if you hear someone talk really clearly about a problem that they solve or who they help, you, you get what it is that they do and you can then map across to how that might relate to you in a different aspect or like yes. you see them, it's easy to see them as an expert because it's really clear about what they do. And you automatically think that they can probably do more things yeah. because of how they've positioned themselves and how clearly they're speaking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love it. Fabulous. Well, as much as I feel like I could keep talking with you, Rachel, I'd love to, we better start wrapping this up. But I, one of the things I always love to ask people, because often, you know, when we're working in business, um, it can be easy to get caught up in, you know, like just doing business. Um, and yeah. um, um, and I would love to know what is it that you do outside of your business for fun? Oh, that's such a hard question. I, and we sort of joked about this earlier because I, I, I'm in the trenches. I have got four kids. So 
Um, But something that I do love doing is once I drop the girls off at school, I try to do it every morning. Obviously, it doesn't work out every morning. I um, go for a run or I go for a walk with my podcast um, and I always have to see the beach. Like I just love Mm. being near the water and I love being at the beach. Um, So that's kind of my thing at the moment. I've got lots of other creative hobbies that are lying dormant in this season of my life, which I'm totally fine with. Um, but that's something I love to do. And I love to read. I just love yeah. reading novels. That helps me to relax and escape. And Not yeah. like fiction type stuff? Yeah, fiction. Yeah, I do. I love a good, um, I probably don't read physical books as much, but audibles. Like there's, if you go through oh, audible, yeah. there's heaps of business stuff, but then there's all kinds of random yeah. just fiction stuff that you, I can just get lost in. It's amazing. I love that, Rachel. But I think, you know, that's one of the good things though, like right, about having your own business is that, if you want to go for a walk in the morning by the beach every day, like that's literally something you can create for yourself. I do it. Exactly. Yeah. And if I don't do it in the morning, quite often, like if I've got a meeting in the morning that I can't get out, I don't try and schedule meetings early in the morning. This yeah. is all about the boundaries, right? Um, yeah. I'll go after lunch. Like I'll just go, I'll do, I'll do my meeting and I'll do whatever I need to tick off for the day. And I'll think, well, I've still got a couple of hours before I have to do school pick up. I'm going to, ignore my house and I'm yeah. going to go and do that thing for do myself that. yeah I think changer. that is such yeah. a good thing that when you realize that the benefits that you have of a business owner is just like I can go and get my nails done now because I've got time or I yeah. can book in to get my hair done or I can go yeah. for a walk after lunch because you know I can change my time around yeah yeah I love that Rachel how many people in business that have created a business at home so that they can have that freedom don't don't feel like they can do those things like they're still conditioned with the mind the employment mindset and I think because I've been out of that for so long I just I just don't even bat an eyelid anymore yeah <laughs> I, what I want when I wanted to uh, it's high on my priorities that anytime I need to do any grocery shopping hair appointments or anything else like that that I don't have to do it on weekends or late no. nights yeah how wonderful <laughs> the best. oh good well, Rachel, I would love to know. That's fun, right? That is fun. Um, I would love to know, can you like just share with us how is the best way for people to get in touch with you and um, where can they find you and, you know, what what have you got that would, you know, people might want to jump on board with? Yeah, sure. Well, I do hang out on Instagram probably too much, to be honest. Um <laughs> Rachel Writer underscore brand mentor is where you can find me or you can just head to my website, rachelwriter.com, have a poke around there. There's lots of fun, creative things going on over there and grab yourself a branding success blueprint. That is a freebie to download there. Um, If you're interested in learning like the basics of my branding process and yeah, get in touch there if you want to as well. I'd love to hear from you amazing Rachel and of course I'll put all the links in the show notes under this episode as well so do go and check out Rachel she's amazing and I've loved having you on the coaching circle Rachel thank you so much it's been a great um really learning experience (laughs) for my own benefit um and really great um learning more about you and your business so thank you for being a wonderful guest oh thank you so much Tony I've loved it fabulous Thanks for listening to The Coaching Circle. 
We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. Please like, share and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with all our latest episodes. You, my friend, are awesome. So keep coaching and keep evolving.